three. Welcome back. Oh, wait. Should we, we did that again? We didn't harmonize. I okay. cannot harmonize for the life of me. Welcome. Oh, wait. Shh. This is like good recording equipment. Everyone's going to hear me how horribly I sing. I'm just going to say it after you sing because okay. I can't harmonize. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm, that was really creepy. I'm Ash. And I'm Aurora. And this is My Best Friend's Podcast. And My Best Friend's Podcast. Aurora, <laughs> are you ready to give birth to this episode? <laughs> it's a labor of love oh oh Oh, i see what you did there i am ready to give birth to this episode thank you very much i'm so super excited for us um so when this episode comes out i will have already had my baby or so help me god i am going to lose my shit or you'll just be on your sixth day of labor like with bastion honestly (laughs) well i mean let's get into that oh my gosh okay yes aurora Please describe in vivid detail, sparing no details, no, no details, your birth, your first birth experience. It sucked. <laughs> um, if you guys didn't catch on today, we're going to be talking about birth and labor, but not in a gross way, in a fun way. So because first of all, birth is beautiful. It's also kind of gross, but it's beautiful in a gross way. Wouldn't you say? Um, Ash watched my child emerge from my birth canal. So I kind of can't explain how much that rocked my world. I thought it was just the most amazing, unreal thing of all time. And the whole time I was like, Aurora is literally a goddess. Like we, we throw that term around incredibly (laughs) liberally now. Like people all the time will be like, you goddess. But I was like, this is beyond human, Blushing. like, this is beyond normal human existence. Like, it was incredible. So, but what's wild is that it's not. Right? So many women, all the women, not all the women, but so many people. Everyone came from. A, everyone came from a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. Everybody. And so that's, like, that's how we all started, but it was well, seriously. Well, technically, we all came from inside a penis, but. Just didn't want to talk about peni yeah. today. Yeah, we won't talk about it ever again. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> back to vaginas. Anyway, back to the star of the show, vaginas. <sighs> Cut that out. <laughs> no, that needs to be in our show notes. Back to the star of the show, vaginas. Seth, write that down. Um. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about uh, birth and labor and all of those good, beautiful things. Mm-hmm. So... When I was pregnant with Bastion, he was eight days late. Mm -hmm. So he was born April 21st. His due date was April 13th. Um, However, our journey begins on April 1st, (laughs) April Fool's Day, the day that I went into labor with my son for the first time, three weeks before he was born. (laughs) Um, I was 38 weeks pregnant like 38 weeks in like a day mm-hmm. and it was general conference weekend oh my gosh and so we had a friend that was in town for general conference mm-hmm. and we went and visited them in downtown salt lake and we said goodbye and i remember taking a picture with her and she was like you know you're so pregnant um you're gonna have this baby so soon and i was like yeah i am haha and then 
we dropped her, like we walked her to her car or wherever and we were walking back to where we had parked and as we were walking, I started to feel like this really intense like pain right in my lady parts. And I, I like how we just said vagina like 18 times and you're well, like, I didn't know my sacred garden. There was some pressure. There was some pressure in my flower. <laughs> um, no, but it was like, it was like kind of a sharp pain and oh like, gosh. like in my pelvis. Like, so actually like it felt like more like against the bone Weird. than, yeah. So it really hurt as we were walking and I was like, oh my gosh, is this labor? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I remember like in TV shows how they're like the baby's coming. Yeah, exactly. So we were like walking around and it was hurting to walk. And I think it was, I mean, obviously now like hindsight, I think that he just kind of dropped that day for a little bit. And so mm-hmm. it was really painful to walk because he was super low, but because I kept walking with him being that low, um, I kept having contractions all through the day and into the night and woke up at probably like 4am having pretty strong contractions and was like, I'm in labor. Like these contractions are for real. Um, woke up my mom who was there to help and the three of us sat on the couch and watched the office, um, while I contracted Mm -hmm. and then about 10 AM they stopped and I cried like a little baby because I was like, my baby was supposed to be here. (laughs) And yet here I am. No baby. Um, so Seth and I went on a walk. I bounced around on a yoga ball. We did some other things that help with labor. You've had sex? No. Okay. All right. But sorry. Close call. Go on. <laughs> that was a close one. Um, and labor started back up again, as it does. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we're having a baby today. Uh, during the other things? Oh, sorry. Go on. No, you were saying, yeah, yeah. It was going to be funny. Go on. I mean, that's exactly how it goes. Anyway, um, contractions continued throughout the entire, like, afternoon. Um, they were somewhat inconsistent, but they got to be relatively strong in the evening. And so we called my midwife and she came over and checked me. I was dilated to a five, like 90% effaced. And she was like, well, you're in active labor. So it looks like you're having this baby, which was a surprise because she had predicted that I would go over Mm -hmm. and I was only 38 weeks Mm -hmm. um and two days um we all thought it was a big funny joke that I had gone into labor on April 1st but then I was like but I'm having him on the second so it's great um I called Ash to come over because she was my birth photographer and she you know everybody's hanging out waiting for me to have this baby and I'm and I'm in the birth tub. Oh, by the way, everyone, I have home births. <laughs> I should probably be clarified at this point. Um, I do my births at home. So, yeah. I think that also kind of contributed to, like, how amazing it was. Yeah. Well, not to say that hospital births are not amazing because I've... I've never experienced one, but... I've... I was... I've been there for one, and it was a friend of mine, but she ended up having a C-section, so mm. I wasn't there for the actual birth part. Um, but the only other births I've ever witnessed have also been home births. So I personally don't really have anything to compare it to, Mm -hmm. but there is just this, I don't want to say magic to having a baby at home, but it's, 
it's so peaceful. Mm-hmm. As peaceful as a birth can be. I mean, I'm screaming and yelling as many expletives as I please. Um, but in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just how most days go anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, so I get into the birth tub and my labor stops. And I cried a lot. And was like, why is this happening again? And my midwife was like, you know what? Take some Tylenol PM. Because if you're actually in labor, that won't stop them. Mm-hmm. She was like, but if you're not in labor, you'll be able to sleep through these contractions. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to sleep. It was like 10 p.m. at this point. Mm-hmm. Or later. I feel like, wasn't it like close to midnight? It was It was very late that first time. Especially. It was very late. Um, so I'd been in labor for like... I'd been in active labor on and off for like 24-ish hours, mm-hmm. um, but I'd stalled multiple times. Uh, so yeah, so she was like, take some Tylenol PM, go to sleep, call me in the morning and let me know how you're feeling. And obviously call me throughout the night if like contractions keep going or they come back or anything like that. Woke up in the morning feeling totally fine, cried a lot more, told my mom that my baby was never going to come out of my body. Um I called my boss and told him that I was starting my maternity leave because I was absolutely confident that I would like my labor had stalled, but I would go into labor within like the next day. Yeah. And so Seth didn't go into work. He considered starting his paternity leave. I'm really glad he didn't. Um, But we like took like two days off. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Padroma labor for three weeks. So when I actually went into labor, I didn't believe it at first just because I felt like this is just my life now. This is just my life now. My new state of being is pregnant. And I'm always going to be pregnant. And this baby is never going to come out of me. Um, so on the day that my beautiful son, <laughs> who made me work so hard for him. Yeah, so dramatic. Like a um, three-week drawn literally, out. Well, not to be super like into astrology at this exact moment. But apparently... It's funny because my pregnancy this time around is not like this, but with Bastion, I would go into labor every single time there was a really bad storm. Wow. And so my uterus was just like really in Oh my gosh, I remember that. Uh-huh. So every single time it started getting stormy, I would like my contractions would, would get worse. And it was March, so. Uh, yeah. So it was, well, it was April. So oh, it's sorry. like, it's like, I mean, the stormy season. Yes. So... It was very rainy, and so my uterus was very contracty. Fun. Um, but so the day that uh, Bastion was born, I woke up having contractions, but was like, eh. So I've been like in on and off padroma labor for like three weeks, and I'm just so tired. Mm-hmm. And so she gives me this recipe called, I'm trying to remember what they call it, but it's basically, they say it's a smoothie, but it's not. And it's just basically this incredibly disgusting drink that is supposed to, like, trigger labor, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. So it's got, like, apricot juice, castor oil, almond butter, lemon verbena oil, and, like, a few other things. It tastes absolutely disgusting. So I drink this smoothie first thing in the morning. And she tells me that I have to keep it down or else it's not going to work, obviously. Yeah. Um, But she says that if, like, at that point in my pregnancy, like, I'm eight days over, um, she said if I was able to keep it down, she would expect me to go into labor within 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept it down for about half an hour. Mm. And it was worse coming up. And so I 
gave my husband a haircut and he left for work. <laughs> and um just another day in the just another labor. Just, just another Friday. Yeah. So he leaves to go to work. I um I hung out with my mom that morning and cried about how I was having contractions, but they weren't going to do anything. And I was never going to have my baby. And it was incredibly dramatic. And a few hours later, literally less than two hours after my husband leaves for work, where my mom and I are sitting and having lunch. And um, my mom and I are sitting and having lunch. And the contractions start getting really, really intense and a lot closer together and a lot harder to the point where I am not able to really talk through them, Mm -hmm. which is for anyone that has had a baby or knows a lot about birthing stuff. um, That's kind of the point where like people say, okay, you're really in labor if you can't can't talk through it. If you can't talk through your contractions. Um, So... I waited probably another like half an hour, 45 minutes before I had my mom call my husband just because I was so terrified of having him come back and then have my contractions just freaking stop again yeah. and be like, never mind, I'm not in labor. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but he came home from that point. It moved really fast. Yeah. Um, so I was in labor. I would say active labor counting from the time that like my husband left because that's when I was having like consistent contractions when he left and they just got more consistent throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say that I was in active labor the day that I gave birth to him (laughs) for about 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, nothing else really like dramatic or notable happened during the birth as far as like anything wild or crazy. Mm -hmm. It was a relatively just normal, I mean, it was a home birth, so it was unmedicated. Um, We tried to have him in the birthing tub, but the baby did not like that. Um, It's funny because he loves water now. I know, right? Such a little water baby. Is he a water sign? What's his sign? Taurus. Let me look it up. I think that's air. But I don't know anything. Um, But, um, yeah, labored... All day, I ended up pushing with him for about three and a half hours, which sucked. Uh, but then, yeah, he was born at 10.20-ish p.m. Uh, that day. And the amount of time that it took to push him out of me was miserable, and it felt like forever. And my midwives kept telling me and still told me after that I could have had him so much sooner Mm -hmm. but my body was just so tired Mm. that I couldn't push hard enough in a single push so they would tell me like this push you can get him out like we can see him I was crowning for like 45 minutes I remember I had so many pictures of him crowning because I thought this is the this this one is the one it wasn't the one for so long for so long um I did start to bleed out after having my baby, which was fun. But but the thing is that what's funny about childbirth is that directly after having him, I like went into this mental state where 
I couldn't really feel anything else that was going on with my body and I you were so calm about it well so I started like so Seth was behind me like holding me Mm -hmm. which is my favorite part about like having a home birth is that I was literally able to lay in my husband's arms mm-hmm. and he held me as I pushed my child out. Well, he was like underneath you, like... Yeah, like you, holding me. pictures are so sweet. We have to share a couple. Yeah. Like, they, it was magical. It was really such a good experience. And I guess like, if you want to share some, oh, we yeah. should share some of these pictures of this incredibly I mean, intimate moment. We won't share some of them. <laughs> but, um, no, and we have... Um, and, like, when I was in the birthing tub, like, he was behind me. He was holding me, supporting me. Um, and that is honestly one of the biggest reasons why we're doing it again mm-hmm. just because I loved how involved in the birth Seth got to be mm-hmm. whereas not that this is necessarily like a horribly bad thing but just in most of the other births that I know of and have seen in hospitals you really don't the husbands don't really get to be that involved no and it was really helpful to me to have my husband like there and holding me and anyway um but yeah, so I finally pushed this baby with a huge head out of me. His head, well, it was only so big because he was stuck in the birthing canal for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, because I pushed for almost four hours that when he came out, his head was 14 inches around. Wow. Like, I literally pushed a 14-inch head out of my vagina. So, and you get to wear that with pride. I do. Can't wait to tell him that. <laughs> Um, every day for the rest of I mean I could tell him tonight and he wouldn't care but um yeah so had the baby my husband's holding me and I just I don't remember anything I don't remember my husband but he because of how much higher he was he could see that I started bleeding a lot and was like this is scary and I started getting kind of lightheaded because I was losing a lot of blood Mm -hmm. and but I was like this is great I have this baby on my chest. He pooped all over me. I just held him. He was so sweet. He was so cute. He was cute right out the gate, which is crazy because he just got pushed out. I know. I mean, we're both a little biased. All babies are kind of ugly, but mine? No, he was cute. He was less, just like straight up ugly. cute. Oh, he was so cute. I can't believe you're going to have another. I know. I'm so excited. I I'm so excited. Me too. Oh, it's going to be so cute. So, that is my one and only birth story currently. For now. However. Yeah, we'll have to do an update. I think we need to start adding some, like, little episode update segments maybe. at, like, the end of episodes Well, sometimes. I feel like we'll probably just, the next time, the first time we record after I have the baby, just kind of um, be like. Life update. This is what happened. Um, uh, yeah. So, anyway. That is what happened to me. That was really long. I'm sorry. I mean, I got my period today. That's all I can contribute to this story. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, actually, I don't know what, like, protocol is with this kind of thing. Now that I'm an adult who is married and could totally have a baby and it wouldn't be a big deal to anyone but me. But I definitely switched birth controls and didn't get my period for, like, a month and a half. And I was, like, pregnant. Me. For sure. I was panicking. And then I got my period. I don't know why it was so late, but... I mean, honestly, birth control just messes with your hormones in such yeah. a way that that's not surprising at all. I literally took like mm, 10 pregnancy tests and I was like, I didn't think I was. I was just so terrified. Well, exactly. That's it's one of those things, man. All oh, the pregnancy tests. So we asked you guys for some of your birthing stories to compensate for my 
lack of birthing and labor. Could you just freaking have a child already? Here's here's my stipulation. You can contribute something to this team. Here's my stipulation to feeling so relieved that I I got my period is that I was like so disappointed. It's almost like at this point having kids is like waiting for someone to break up with you. Like you want to be broken up with them, but you don't want to dump them. I want to dump like I want to be broken up with not having kids, but I don't want to dump it. Do you know what I'm saying? I just want it to happen. That's all. I'm not brave no, that to makes make that sense. decision. However, I don't know. I mean, I am of the opinion that I feel like you and Alex are the kind of situation where when people have get pregnant immediately after getting married, I'm always mm-hmm. like, oh, yikes. Except for when they dated for a really long time. Yeah. However, I still feel like in most cases, like, there's no harm. There's, like, especially when you're so young, mm-hmm. you're not going to lose anything by, like, just spending some time being married. Yeah. Because the relationship you have when you're married is obviously different than when you were dating, especially with you guys when you weren't living together before. Yeah. So... I think you guys should wait just a little bit. Although I am so excited for all the cute little I redhead know. babies you are going to have. I know. We just want Alex to get done with school. So now everyone knows my life plan. So if anything happens to the contrary, it was death's an accident. Um, yeah, we just want him to get done with school so I can enter Kept Woman City. As a mom? As a mom. <laughs> Whatever. Have you ever seen... Um, have you ever watched... Ali Wong's comedy specials on Netflix. Oh my gosh. First of all, I worship the ground that Ali Wong walks on. So funny. She is one of the most hilarious people on the planet. Look, if you want to hear some funny shit about pregnancy and giving birth and also just (laughs) sex and other things and just listen, if you enjoy being entertained and you don't mind a few poop and butt jokes, (laughs) um, go watch Ali Wong on she has it's on netflix she has two comedy specials on netflix um anyway that just reminded me of that because she was like i want to be a i want to be a housewife and then she's like i'm gonna be a housewife because i'm having a baby and then she had a baby and she was like i want to put my baby in the trash (laughs) just something that all moms can relate to on some level not that i don't love my child but sometimes you just want to put him in the trash for a minute yep walk away (laughs) love you bastion Sleep well. Okay. So we asked you guys <laughs> about your birthing stories and whatnot. And also like birthing stories that you've heard. Right. And we got a couple of. We got a few good ones we wanted ones. to share. So. Okay. I've got this one that just makes me hate men. Go for it. We like we needed another reason. <laughs> this one isn't really funny, but my teacher told us that when his wife went into labor, he made her wait like four hours because he wanted to go to a football game. <gasps> yeah. Uh-uh. Yep. The BYU-Utah. Dump him. Right? Like, you and your newborn baby can do better. But Crash there's up. a giant football game tomorrow, and I know several men who would, like, do that so they wouldn't miss this game. And I'm like, mm. Unless you're going to push a basketball out your penis, you can't really talk. <laughs> I would love to see a man push a basketball out of his penis. I would not. I mean, a- I don't actually want to physically oh witness it. <laughs> want it to have to happen okay this one says it's short um i was hiking temp so that's a mountain here in utah while pregnant no 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 okay someone else was okay i was hiking temp and a lady lady gave birth in the caves 18 went up and 19 came down 
Uh, wait, 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 wait. So there there was a highly pregnant woman. People do it. Okay, so I follow this girl on Instagram oh who I adore. She is just it had me? Her, just kidding. It is. On. You just had your fifth baby is what I was about to say. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. Um, at the ripe age of 22, just had your fifth baby. <sighs> Delicious. Um, anyway, she had prodromal labor for about a week. And... She never went into active labor before she had her baby. The good thing about prodromal labor is that for the most part, it's not super painful. It's more just super annoying. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to be very good for your body to prepare it to give birth. So in theory, mm-hmm. if you have prodromal labor, you have an incredibly short active labor, which in this woman's case was true. She um, had an active labor of like an hour and her baby popped out of her. She woke up at 3 a.m., woke her husband up 20 minutes later and was like, okay, I think maybe I'm having the baby. Um, Called the midwife. Midwife got there literally. The midwife got there literally as the baby was coming out of her half an hour later. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, literally insane. But um, the point of what I was saying was she – because she was having prodromal labor for so long – um, she was going on hikes with her family every single day. Probably not oh. nearly as intense as Timp. Although, Timp is so intense. However, com- like listening to, or not listening to, but just based on the fact that she said caves, I feel like maybe she meant like Timpanogos Cave, which is a completely different hike oh. and much more mild, which isn't a hike that I would take while like that close to giving birth, but would make a lot more sense. Maybe she's a little bit early or something. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I mean... That's the thing, though. Like, going in really intense hikes like that can trigger labor anyway. It's insane. So, but I'm not moving once I get pregnant. Don't. Well, cool. actually, you should because it's good for your pregnancy. I know. But. I definitely hope I can keep working out. That's all yeah. I ask. That's all I ask. Okay. Here's one. For my first baby, I went into labor at 3 a.m. on Christmas Day. <gasps> we lived on an island back then and needed to take a ferry to get to the mainland <gasps> where the hospital was, but the ferry wasn't running at 3 a.m. on Christmas, so we called 911 who came over woke up the ferry driver and had him start up his huge boat at 3 a.m. on Christmas and drive us to the other side on an ambulance to get to the hospital. For my second baby, I went into labor on the last day of finals at school. Oh, my gosh. I rushed to the hospital, had my baby. Then my husband and I each took two finals online to get them done in time at the hospital. We passed all of them. Wow. Your baby. Honestly, not to say that the first story wasn't impressive, but the second story, taking your finals right after having a baby. How did you get out of bed for two whole freaking days? <laughs> I literally pushed the baby out and I didn't want to go to the bathroom. So they just stuck a catheter in me. And they were like, we'll take care of this. You're good to go. I didn't get out of bed except to pee for two full days. Seth would bring me my toothbrush in bed. It was blissful. <laughs> but um, I cannot imagine. Okay. This girl says this is... Um, More of a sad story about labor, but two of my friends who are sisters both got pregnant when they were under 18 and their mother refused to give consent for either of them to get epidurals (gasps) because she thought thought they deserved to go through all the childbirth since they got pregnant as teenagers. Listen, even as someone, okay, as someone who has given birth without an epidural, you absolutely deserve to get to decide. Like, if I had to go through that pain without like it being my choice, I would be pissed as hell. I, the wrath 
of Satan would come out of me. I would be so mad. Childbirth sucks. Yeah. And it's so painful. And I'm sorry to anyone out there who didn't think it was. But it sucks. <sighs> to be forced to not have an epidural. Like for no medical reason. Because mm-hmm. I mean like there are situations where like they had the baby too fast. Or yeah. you know stuff like that. Like an epidural is not possible. But. I have two stories. Tell Neither me. were submitted. Okay tell me. I may. I will ask permission right after this to share this. So Seth. If I text you and say that you need to cut these out, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. Because they're both friends of this one person. So one of them, there was a woman and she was like dead set on having a home birth like you did. Um, but I mean, with you guys, like I, if I remember correctly, even during your home birth, you guys had a hospital bag packed just in case you uh-huh. had to like anything went wrong. Right. So this woman is dead set on having a home birth I, I don't know I think it was like her second or third child or something like that and her midwife is coming over and there are complications and there are complications and there are complications and she doesn't want to go to the hospital she wants to have a home birth finally the midwife is like we are taking you to the hospital you will die and your baby will die if we do not go to the hospital and Which the woman what a good midwife will do exactly and the woman said no I won't I trust you I trust you I won't and she's like Kate if you trust me we're going to the hospital you finna die and I think if I remember correctly they had to like temporarily declare her insane and like just take her against her will and they got there and at such a time that she would have been dead in like five minutes if they had gotten there any later and the baby would have died if they had gotten there like I mean obviously if the mom dies like baby's not far off but like they both would have died within 30 minutes if they had been any later like it was insane and the second one listen to your healthcare providers guys but also pick healthcare providers that you trust yeah exactly um I don't know the the exact details with this one but my um I have a friend of a friend who recently gave birth and just didn't want an epidural or anything so I think she kind of like procrastinated going to the hospital and or not procrastinated not ask for it yeah like she I don't know what why I think she just decided that she didn't need to go in quite as early because she wasn't getting an epidural because you have to get an epidural at a certain point in labor or else you can't get one um and she got there um obviously like pretty far along in the birthing process and there was some kind of complication and so they were like i think the baby was oh the the umbilical cord was wrapped around its neck Mm -hmm. twice Mm -hmm. so like if the baby were to come out and like there wasn't enough room or whatever like and there was like a big long labor process like there was a bastion like the baby would have strangled right so she didn't have an epidural it was way too late to give her one so they just had to slice her open (gasps) yeah Wait, like C-section or no. episiotomy? Episiotomy. Like, Ugh. just slice her open and, like, get the baby out. And she, oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. Like, women are strong as hell. Warriors. Like, the fact that she even wanted to do it unmedicated is, like, y- you go. Like, that is absolutely unreal. I don't know that I'll ever be able to do that. And then just, I don't know, man. Like, that mama bear instinct of, like, yeah, just slice me open. Get this baby out. Like, you haven't even, like, met it face-to-face yet. And you're like, yeah, I would literally die for this thing. Literally. That's... Anyway, so that's fun. The idea of a episiotomy scares me personally just because... It scares me. Um, I I, I am also scared of being cut open. Yeah, especially downstairs (laughs) if you know what I... Okay. So my friend sent this one in. She said... Super long story short, I was about to get an epidural after begging for four hours for one. Um, Wait, why would they not give her one immediately? She said the anesthesiologist was in a surgery or something. Oh. Um, So she, uh, so the 
anesthesiologist came in had to get her into a sitting position you know to get the epidural in because that's how they do it to get in your spine she stuck the needle in my back and was about to pump in the good stuff when i felt him basically falling out of me (gasps) she said i screamed bloody murder like had a demon inside of me and the anesthesiologist ripped the needle out of my back and flung me to the laying position and he came out with no epidural i had a bruise on my lower back for weeks from having her having to literally rip everything off in less than a few seconds oh my gosh thank god that they reacted so quickly like what if they didn't understand what was happening oh my gosh baby falling out of you i mean obviously the baby wasn't like falling out of her but to like feel like that's happening like that would be so intense right well and that's a big part about like childbirth is that a lot of the times you get not stuck in one position but you labor in one position for a really long time and if you move that position especially to an upright position Mm -hmm. where gravity is going to be helping you like your baby come out your baby will like it'll like jostle your baby yeah out yeah it's wild damn son okay here's one. Oh man <laughs> okay so this some girl sent this in about her mom my mom's water broke around midnight she woke up my dad this is not for her own birth it's for her sister's birth came my mom's water broke around midnight she woke up my dad but he had been having awful allergies so before he went to bed he took double his allergy medicine he was out cold they got to the hospital and checked in and she was in the hospital bed and he crashed on the couch he was groggy and trying to be there for her at first but kept falling asleep and she says she woke him up crying saying please call someone else to come with me thankfully another lady came in and held her hand just a stranger it was hilariously sad and pathetic that he seriously couldn't help while she was lying there for hours as for the actual labor apparently the hospital was under construction and they were doing construction in the room directly above her so she's physically giving birth and there's sounds and vibrations vibrations of a jackhammer on the floor above her not even an hour after having given birth a nurse was in there lecturing her about how people accidentally kill babies in their sleep with blankets blah 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 um saying all of these blunt and rude and scary things to her keep in mind this is the fourth time my mom has given birth so i think she knows what she's doing but she hated the hospital nurses and the construction they're miserable my dad was drugged for most of the experience so needless to say it was a crazy time can you imagine i cannot I literally, I would be, if Seth, like, missed the birth, I physically could not. I, okay, so here's, I'm already trying to work through this because I know that when I get pregnant, if I don't work through this, I will be a menace, but I am already so bitter about how much worse female puberty is and then just female, like, our reproductive systems like cause us pain and a man is just like boner sex what that's me being you know harsh and general like there are people who have issues like men who have issues with the reproductive system whatever um but i just know that i would be furious at my husband who did nothing wrong if he's falling asleep while i'm laboring with his child because obviously like he had no way of knowing oh yeah trying to you know sleep through the night because he had allergies and also we all know what it's like to take a bunch of allergy medication and literally be unable to stay awake yeah okay so this one is um the hospital i delivered at was a teaching hospital and i just happened to be in labor the day they were all there my doctor comes in and asks me if it's okay if they can come watch and i'm like uh yeah it's not like they'll remember me they'll probably not be looking at my face anyway so he's like okay i'll go get them and i thought it would be like three people but there were 15 (gasps) so i'm giving birth and there are 15 male medical students watching me shove an eight pound baby out of my body and it was an experience i'd like to forget but also i laugh about now because it was so ridiculous nurses doctors my husband and 15 strangers all trying to fit in that little room how chaotic how i mean it is one of those things like when you're giving birth you don't really like 
care about a lot of things. Like when you get to a certain point, yeah. like you're kind of like, whatever. So what if my vagina's out here for the whole world to see? Whoever wants to come in, just come on yeah. in. But, um, but also I cannot imagine being like, cause like I've agreed to have like an apprentice come to my birth mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, I know all of the apprentices that my midwife has, so it's not, not a stranger, like a stranger. But I can imagine, like, if she brought a sh- an apprentice I didn't know with her, I wouldn't be that uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it would just kind of be like, oh, okay, well. Whatever. You know, like this person said, like, you know, whatever. They're not really going to remember me. Like, it's not like they're going to have nightmares of my vagina yeah. forever. Like <laughs> Your vagina specifically. Right. But then to have 15 people walk in. Again, it's a medical situation, but just... Uh, Here's the thing, even if it's normal for them to be looking at, like, create, like, bodies as, like, very objective, like, this is an organ. It's still your vagina. Like, you're not used to, like, being like, you want to peek? There's something coming out. (laughs) (laughs) So that'd be weird for you. Um, Okay, here's one that's short and hilarious. A local college paid my aunt $1,000 to film her childbirth, so now a bunch of her relatives have seen it in their classes. That is super Can you imagine being in class and, like, a random relative? Like, you're like, is that? You're like, is that my Aunt Cheryl? Yeah. Um, so my sister sent this one, in and she gave very, like, minor details, and I'm going to – I'll text her and make sure she's okay with me sharing more of it. But um, with both of my sister's labors, she's had two kids. Her first one, she was in labor for, like, 48 hours. Uh Uh-huh. Her second one was, like, 36 um, and she was like, wow, it cut, like, cut down the time so much. And I was like, oh, 36 hours. Um, but with her first, she was having a home birth. Mm-hmm. Um, her midwife was really great, understood, you know, like, if it gets to a certain point, you know, you should be transferred to the hospital, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, she had been in labor for so long and had been pushing for so long that she just was at a point where she couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember a lot of the details, but medically there was like some other stuff going on that was like she needed to go to the hospital yeah so they called for an ambulance to transport her Mm -hmm. um some midwives will have like a transportation van that they can bring you in but obviously like not every i don't know yeah all midwives are different and also like sometimes you need an ambulance um so my sister is pushing in a birthing pool in her house and a bunch of emts run in because they're like you know, yeah. got to transport this laboring woman to the hospital, get her onto a gurney, take her out into the parking lot, and on the gurney, she gives birth. You're kidding me. No. So, what? All of the movement of them moving her <gasps> oh my gosh. onto the, like, oh my it's gosh. one of those situations where, like, it just jostled the baby right oh. out of her. So, she gives birth on this oh. gurney. So, these EMTs watch her give birth in a parking lot, and they're like, oh, okay, and just, like, wheel her back inside. <laughs> The baby was born. The baby was fine. It was just that it was taking so long that they were like... Oh, my gosh. Anyway, super wild. And then her second birth... The reason that it was so was such a difficult birth was because her baby was posterior, which means that... The, <gasps> Booty so, first? Oh, just kidding. No, that's breech. Oh, sorry. Well, that's not breech. That's, like, worse. <laughs> just their butts coming out. Um, <laughs> um, no, so posterior means... so babies usually face a certain way coming out yeah and the baby was flipped the other way so instead of coming out like you know your head like curves a certain way like to come out easily it was like coming out backwards oh like chin first yeah so like not chin first but just like 
the neck was bending away. Anyway, oh. so posterior, it's a much more difficult labor and also because it's not as natural for the baby to come out that way and also it puts the baby in danger. Both of her babies were posterior. Wow. Um, so I was I'm very... not having babies. Yeah, literally all these stories. Um, And then she was like, my second baby was born at 420. <laughs> <laughs> so. My mom has like no effing idea when I was born and like my, I don't... My, How do you know your birth chart then? Well, that's exactly... I don't. And sometimes I will just like look it up and I'll just like go through all of the hours of the day and be like, which like, one which sounds one? like me? <laughs> Because oh, I man. still don't know. I don't have my long-form birth certificate. Anyway, I have, like, one more. Cool. Um, I gave birth in Zimbabwe, and they let literally everyone who wanted to come into the ward. Men, women, friends, strangers, etc. Just, like, free for all. Oh, anybody want to come in and expose this baby to germs? Yeah, right? Just come on in. I have no, like, I need way more context about that. I'm so, I don't know. Um, okay, I think this is going to be the last one I share. It's a wild one, though. I'm so excited. Well, it's not, like, long, but... Um, so this girl says, My friend's labor wasn't progressing, and her baby wasn't thriving, so they had to get the baby out soon, as soon as they could. So, what they did to get her more dilated was they stuck a freaking balloon inside of her hoo-ha, blew it up, (gasps) then tied a small weight at the end of the balloon. So, she basically walked around with a weight hanging out of her vagina. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine someone putting a balloon up inside of you and then blowing it up <laughs> and then being like, walk around with this balloon in you? That would be hilarious, but you would probably not laugh at that at that exact moment. All right. Well, I think that was all of mine. Yeah, that's all the ones I want to share. That was, I have so much more respect for all childbearing Giving people birth is a wild ride. And I don't... I can't believe it's not more painless. Like, eating is great. Breathing is great. Drinking water is great. Human, like, birth is so freaking essential. Why have we not evolved to, like, have a zipper? Just be like, let's... (laughs) Joink, baby! Have a zipper. Or, like, what's a... I I don't know. Well, the funny thing is... The funny thing is, I was talking to Seth. We were walking. We were on a walk the other day. And as we were walking, I was like... You know what's just so wild to me is just the fact that, like, we grow babies in our bodies. Yeah. Like, how freaking weird is it that I'm just walking around with an almost completely fully grown baby just sitting inside of my torso? Also, like, when it's partially grown, like, watching my coworker is pregnant and, like, I found she told me when she was, like, fairly far along so she like I was there for like oh like my baby is the size of an avocado like my baby just developed fingers my baby just developed its brain I'm like oh so just casually like your body made a brain somehow literally without you doing anything other than just basically more or less going about your normal life feeling sicker and eating a little bit more like oh my gosh it's so wild like I just don't have words. I've done it twice now, and growing a baby is just weird as hell. But amazing. But amazing, and it really hurts. I'm so excited for you to do it all again. Are you more or less scared now that you know what it's like? So much less. At the beginning of this pregnancy, I would like, I was having panic attacks and was so scared and was like, I do not want to birth this baby. What am I doing? But, I mean, I went into, I was in the hospital a few weeks ago because I had some preterm labor and as I was there I wasn't mentally prepared at that point because I was only 35 weeks along and so I was like oh my gosh what if I have my baby tonight I'm not prepared 
and that was really scary but I feel like at this point like yeah it's gonna hurt and I'm not excited for like giving the pain birth. aspect of it right but I do feel somewhat more prepared than I did it was last time mm-hmm. um and also my midwife said it should be shorter this time so good fingers are crossed that it cuts in half and I have a six-hour labor we'll update you all good oh my gosh that's so exciting I know that's so exciting when you guys listen to this I'll have a cute little baby Aww. we'll have a podcast baby except for he's just mine whatever but- I'm as much a part of this don't question it <laughs> okay all right well, well we love you all we do um please make sure to follow us on instagram my best friend podcast we will be able to post a picture of the new bb yeah and i think we all, should just use that as a post i don't know everybody listen you want to see a picture of this new baby because he's gonna be cute as hell he's and if he's so not cute. i send it back i am dying to see how he will look different from bastion because bastion is the perfect blend of both of you so like is he just going to be a a re a rerun or I how is he, he going to look different? I hope he has curly hair. <gasps> because Sebastian has Seth's like stick straight hair. He does. And I have naturally curly hair. And so I would die. I would die if I had like a little brunette baby with like curly hair. Uh-huh. Because Bastion is just blonde with like the straightest hair. It is a, so straight. It's so straight. That child's hair could not curl yeah. for anything. So my fingers are crossed that that's all I want. I just want him to have my cute little nose again because I have the cutest nose in the world. You do. And curly hair. That's like my oh, one request. So at God, sorry. if you can change it at this point, curly hair. Amen. <laughs> anyway, um, make sure to leave us reviews on uh, the podcast app as long as they are nice. And if they are mean. Um, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself and maybe. Also, what are you doing listening to the end of this podcast if what, you, why are you listening to a podcast that you don't like it's a pod turn it off anyway okay we love you all we love you good night